Hey, good morning, folks. Welcome to uh, Monday's Wealth Coffee Chat. Good to see a few of the early birds uh, up and at it this morning. Got uh, David already in the house. How are you, David? Luke's there as well. Morning, Luke. Great to see you, folks. Welcome along. Let's do the uh, quick intros as we uh, normally do. Get the uh, show on the road. Uh, Jason Witten's my name. Most of you know that, but often we have a few new people stopping by. So if you are one of those new listeners or watchers of the show, please uh, give us a shout out in the chat. Let us know what you're up to, where you're coming in from. Any general info, that'd be kind of good to share. Great to have you here if that's you. Fantastic. We do this each day, 10 past eight. Most of you know that. Uh, special day today for two reasons. Number one, it's my birthday. There you go. Uh, number two, we've got a special guest on. Uh, and uh, I'll bring Joe on in a minute, but uh, good to see uh, a few people here. Jeff, morning, mate. How are you doing? Great to have you in the house as well. Hey, today we've got a special guest. Uh, like I said, Joe Parnay, uh, he'll be here in a minute. Uh, he's waiting in the green room to, to come on and have a quick chat. Joe's also going to be our guest tonight at Mentoring Folks. So uh, we're getting a double dose. We're pretty lucky of Joe's expertise. But I wanted to set the scene just quickly before I bring Joe on about the idea. This one thing, this one thing, if you don't get right as an investor, and probably uh, in life, uh, let's say, but today I'm going to make it uh, all about investing as we do because we're all into property investing. The idea that uh, you as an investor, need to master this, master this idea to be able to go the distance for, uh, you know, the next 15, 20, 25, 30 years. What do you guys reckon? Maybe put it in the chat. What might it be? EF, I'll put it in the, I'll put it in the chat. I've, I've given you a little, maybe a hint. Uh, you might be able to get it. Uh, it has nothing to do with finance, by the way, folks. I'll give you a tip there. But uh, let's have a bit of a look at this. It's a culmination. This is my version of the world. Joe's got much more uh, deeper understanding, and uh, he'll explain it a bit later. But uh, the idea that uh, we as property investors need to be able to manage something called, anyone got it in the chat? Our emotional fitness, emotional fitness um, over the next 15, 20, 25 years, folks. Uh, the idea that our mind, we need to keep our thoughts nice and healthy, our body, if your body's not great, it's difficult to keep yourself on track, you know, and these other ones, which I would call the squishy ones, you know, heart uh, and uh, spirit, the combination of those as a property investor um, and uh, many other things turn into your ability to handle the ups and downs, your ability to navigate life as it is, because the big wheel keeps on turning no matter what happens, uh, you know, the world doesn't stop going forward uh, and we have to navigate that uh, as investors and uh, humans, to be honest, on this planet. But today, we're going to hear from uh, Joe. He's probably just going to give us a little bit of a, a tidbit about uh, what I'm rabbiting on about and uh, the idea of emotional fitness and how that sort of fits in maybe when it comes to us as property investors going the distance and building a property portfolio. So I'm going to bring Joe on. Hopefully, I can get him on the right side. There he is. Joe, good morning, mate. Uh, great to have you here. Thanks for joining us. I'll get in the, I'll, I'll get in the screen here. <laughs> morning, Jason. I didn't realise yeah. it was your birthday. Is that, is that the big 5-1? 5-1, uh, yes. 4-1, uh, what, what do they say? I'm, I'm 40 plus 11. Um, so that's, you know. <laughs> well, happy birthday. I didn't realise. Happy birthday. 
Oh, thanks, mate. Hey, listen, we've been chatting over the last, you know, few months. You've been working with some of our team. You've worked with some of our leadership team. And, and uh, now we're getting you to do a little bit of work with some of our uh, property investing clients. Uh, and, you know, you, you've, you've written a book and you maybe share that a bit later on as well. But, um, you know, the idea that, uh, you know, over the last, you know, 20, 30 years, what you've been doing, helping people regulate, manage their mind, their emotions, their, uh, you know, their values, all sorts of stuff. You know, tell us a little bit about uh, what we might be talking about tonight, what this emotional fitness is about. Yeah, well, look, in it, thanks for having me, by the way, and, and hello to everyone on the call here. Um, look, emotional fitness, in essence, is about, is, it's measured by the quality of our relationship with uncertainty. And as we know, with any investment, from the very yeah. beginning, from the decision, from the it's very beginning, it's all uncertain. <laughs> that, sorry, it's huh? all uncertain. You know, it's all yeah. uncertainty. Even yeah. after you made a decision, I mean, I've been involved in lots of, uh, you know, like I'm not a real estate expert, but I've bought and sold lots of real estate over the years. And, um, you know, the, 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 the emotional journey is, um, is, is a, I'll say it's special because it is. <laughs> and, uh, and tonight we're going to get to flesh out, you know, over the course of about an hour, we're going to really flesh out in, in, in reasonable depth, um, you know, the, the aspects of, Emotional fitness that actually impact us on, on a very high level, Jason. You know, pretty much you've got five sort of core areas, um, and that is like how you see yourself, so your identity. That's a whole conversation, and we'll, we'll delve into this tonight. Yeah, and isn't that one? Yeah. That you're at also makes it, it impacts your uh, the quality of your investment decisions. Uh, your values obviously have an impact on that. That's another, that's another point of emotional fitness. Emotional flexibility. Now, emotional flexibility is different to the other principles because emotional flexibility is dealing with the moment, the, the, um, the challenge of the day, literally. Uh, it's understanding how it is we actually create our emotions, and that's really, really important because our emotions flavour and colour every nook and every cranny of our experience, especially, yeah. of course, when it comes to money because money amplifies those experiences. And, of course, the fifth and final part of emotional fitness is having a, a clean and healthy perspective on your overall view. And that's why I love it when you actually say things like 15, 20 years because that's that the perspective has to be clean and aligned to where you want yeah. to be uh, financially, emotionally, spiritually, energetically in the next 10, 15, 20 years. Yeah, I, I love that. I mean, you know, there's so many correlations, you know, property investing, you know, life, any journey of uh, discovery or improvement or whatever you might call it. Certainly the idea that uh, developing yourself to be able to, you know, be more emotionally fit, you know, manage the ups and downs and ins and outs of life, you know. What's the, what's, what's the, uh, you, you and I were chatting a, a, the other week and you came and shared that there's a few stages in, in life that you've sort of identified, you know, um, I, and it, which I love. Um, and maybe you can share a few tidbits of that this morning because, you know, as property investors, uh, we make a decision and then there's so much information, data, opinions, you know, mm. things that go on that kind of bombard us every day, mm. you know, constant mm. bombardment and often to the total contrary of what we've decided to do, you know, buy a property and everyone else is going, the world's going to end and quick, get out and sell it all or, or whatever it might be, you know. But, you know, what, what sort of tips would you give listeners today to sort of manage, you know, that, that stuff, you know? Well, first of all, I can tell you, I'm, I'm 53. I, I first bought real estate when I was 24, 25, something like that. Yeah. Um, and uh, I can tell you now that for the short period of time that I've been around, uh, it rarely does a three or four-year period go by where things aren't coming to an end. Yeah. 
and, and, and if you look back in history, um, it's been going on forever where yeah. there's always a certain proponent of society or a certain market that has a very dim and dark view and um, and that's just how it is. And so, so in other words, one of the things that really influences our emotional fitness, our emotional well-being is where you choose to place your focus because where, where you choose to place your focus, um, that experience expands. It's like, I guess you could say, Jace, it's like um, if you're tuning into uh, Talkback Radio, you can only hear that that sort of that, that, that frequency wave. You can't hear yeah. the other stations. If you're tuning into rock music, all you're going to hear is rock music. So the critical thinking principle goes that uh, whatever you focus on is what you actually experience to the exclusion of everything else. What you mm-hmm. stop focusing on ceases to exist in your experience. So and what you focus on expands. So this is really important because if you're talking to the wrong people, so people who are from the dark side, you know, things are going to end, what are you doing, 10 years, whatever whatever their philosophy is, then that's going to really not only potentially influence your decision-making negatively uh, in the sense that you won't buy or you won't go ahead with that commitment, more importantly, what you're doing is you're beginning to sort of track your life in alignment to them, um, which, you know, is not... Well, I wouldn't have thought that's the the alignment that uh, you know the people that uh, are attracted to your to your courses and to your advice uh, would would come from. So it's really important then to focus on on people who are more proactive and responsive to opportunities rather than reactive. Because the difference between responding to a market opportunity and reacting is a reaction is an emotional response. I see something in the headlines in the mainstream media and I react to it, and suddenly I'm actually thinking, oh, maybe I should sell or whatever. Whereas yeah. responding um, is like, well, hold on, let's just play up some of the facts here. Let's just see what you know. What are the facts here, Jace? Yeah. And and when we've got that balance between, um, you know, okay, well, what what are some things I should be aware of, not concerned about, but aware of, versus you know, what is the truth here about this particular you know opportunity or market? Yeah, I love that. Respond or react. I mean, you know, I talk about it all the time. The media has no interest in your success, nor do, um, let's be frank, um, nor does the bank, nor mm. does the ATO, you know, like the, the institutions that we, that we believe, you know, maybe rightly or wrongly, we think, okay, well, they've got maybe our best interest in mind. And it's not a dark thing. It's just a thing. It is what it is. And you're just mm. like, okay, well, if you're uh, reacting to, you know, those headlines or those opinions or those ideas, then, um, you know, the, the idea that, uh, you know, you react constantly over a 5, 10, 15-year period, the distance between where you might want to be and where you end up will be uh, quite significant. Huge. Um, yeah, yeah, a compounding effect. No, I love that. And so, you know, um, maybe, you know, what are some of the things that, uh, you, you know, uh, listeners or anyone can sort of do in that moment, Joe? What are some of the little emotional fitness what are some of the little workouts little tips that uh we can do in uh in moments like this there's lots coming at us there's there's this huge amount of bombardment of information and 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 uh triggers yes. um you know what what what, what are some question. of the little tips great question yeah. so so when it comes to because when we see something let's just say in the news or whatever it might be right uh well i don't watch the news anymore but you know, just say <laughs> Um, it's um, there's emotion attached to it because of the meaning that we give what we are actually seeing, and so so emotion is purely driven and created by the meaning we create around an experience. So, for example, if I if I am walking down the road, Jason, you're on the other side, and I wave to you, and you don't wave back, 
the meaning I put on you not waving back will determine how I feel about that moment. Yeah. And, and, and the fact is I don't actually know why you didn't wave back. So this is the tip I want to give to your, to your beautiful listeners, and that is that there are three different levels of truth or three different levels of perception. The first one is purely what we, what's called imagined truth. So this is where I completely fabricate, on no facts, fabricate a story as to why, gee, oh, Jason didn't wave at me because oh, I knew he didn't like me and I, and I just have this whole completely fabricated, full of commentary um, reaction to him, to you not waving back. That's one level. The second level is a little bit more sort of neutral. It's the assumed level of truth. So you've got imagined level of truth and assumed level of truth. Assumed level of truth is more neutral, energetically neutral. It's like, oh, he just didn't see me. Oh, you know, I've, I've, I've often missed people myself. It's, it's, it's just dismissed like that. It's not yeah. fact that you didn't, did see me or didn't see me. It's assumed that you didn't. It's quite neutral. And then you've got the actual truth. And the actual truth is dealing with the pure, hard, cold facts. And that's where data comes into this world really, really. That's where data is useful to manage our emotions. Now, yeah. in the case of me uh, seeing you on the other side of the street, you're not waving back, how does data come into it? Well, it doesn't. But, it, but the actual truth is I can look at it for what it actually is. I'm on one side of the street. You're on the other side of the street. I waved. You didn't wave back. And the truth is I have no idea why. Like he probably didn't, who knows? As soon as I start thinking, probably didn't see me. I've gone up to assume level of truth. As soon as yeah. I start fabricating a story that makes me feel like a victim of the situation, I've now gone up to imagined level of truth. And unfortunately, mainstream media tunes into imagined levels of truth yeah. uh, to all the listeners and readers of it, and people uh, are living in fear. So yeah. when people are living in fear, they, they are scarcity mindset-based, and, of course, that means that they can't even fathom you know, organising a deposit or getting themselves organised to, to buy their first, second, third, fifth, tenth home. Yeah, yeah, I, I, that really lands for me that imagined level of truth, and and you know, for um, you know, quite a lot of COVID, uh, that imagined level of truth for in a lot of different ways was, but in my opinion, sort of completely insanely out of control. What I could what I could see where where things were were going, and and when we sort of as property investors actually dive into some facts, we're like, well, hang on, you know, this, this, and this, and you know, normally when that happens, this happens because that's kind of economics you know maybe we should uh, pay attention to that rather than this you know yes exactly yeah. exactly yeah. and luke yeah. makes a good point there in the chats he said mainstream media is either thanks for that luke is either is either boom or gloom and of yeah. course the swinging emotional pendulum of that is that when it's boom okay someone will buy or act and then but if they if they if their, if their decision was based on the booming mainstream media story they're going to react to the doom main, which is inevitable so yes. you can't base your decisions on that that's so true. That's a penny that's just dropped. You know, if, if you make your decisions based in either of those two extremes of the pendulum, you know, you're going to be more susceptible to reacting. And, and, yeah. Okay. That's fantastic. I love that. You know, it, the, the, you know, that brings me to like a question. Um, uh, was it called confirmation bias or something like that? Mm. Like the idea that, that if we make, like if it's a, if it's a, you know, a gloom story, you go looking for the gloom confirmation, you know, in, in, in those sorts of things. And, Maybe just um, you know, give give a few little tips around that one for the moment, and we'll um, you know, yeah, act on fact indeed, indeed, Luke. But um, you know, tonight we're going to cover a, a bunch of a bunch of stuff. But maybe what would be you know some closing you know commentary around um, you know managing yourself, making good decisions, but in you know maybe high emotional times or stressful times. 
Yeah, there's lots of angles we can approach from a behavioural standpoint with that. So I'll just choose one for now because that's all we have time for, but we'll explain on this tonight. But uh, I think it's just uh, being aware of, you know, what your values are in terms of how you see your your, your life playing out. Like, in other words, for what purpose are you buying this investment? Um, What is it going to give you? And I'm not talking about returns and dollars. I mean, that's that's given. But what's it going to give you in terms of quality of life and time, uh, time and experience? So your values around perhaps family or travel or adventure or you, you might have a really expensive hobby that you really, really want to go after or whatever it might be. What's the purpose of this long-term investment? Um, that, that is a, a significant part of the, of the decision-making process. And what's interesting also, Jason, and I'll tie up on this comment, is that I'm a big language of uh, a big a big fan of language. I love language because language often tells us the truth around what words really mean. And what's interesting is that when you look at the word decide, this, the 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 C I D E part of decide, like if you think of insecticide, is to kill off or to cut off. Um, homicide is to kill. So decide is to cut off from your past. So, so often what people do is they make the mistake psychologically of basing their decisions on some, some mistakes or negative experiences from the past. Uh, and, and so when we're making decisions in 2024, like it, it's, it's always been like this, but I'm saying it now because it's 2024, yeah. is let's cut off from past unless there's something in the past that's useful to us and resourceful and positive, then rock on, go for it. But for most people, they have a default historical narrative which is quite dark and negative and they still fall under the influence of that rather than looking at things as they actually are right now starting again and begin again and let's go forward so uh, that's an interesting fact on the word decide i like that yeah that's um that's a great that's a great um that's a great play on that well that's uh mate yeah i'm really excited for tonight I'm, i'm i'm pumped and uh there's a bunch of folks on here right now. So make sure you spread the word, team, and make sure you get along to tonight. Joe's going to spend a, an hour plus with us uh, talking in more depth about this stuff. I can tell you right now, um, you can buy uh, all the properties you want, but if you can't navigate life emotionally and mentally to keep them, that's what I've got a saying, buy well, don't sell. It sounds easy, right? Um, and it's so easy to buy. Buying is actually the easy bit. The not selling is the hard bit. I've done this for 21 years, coaching people, Joe, and, and um, you know, so many different twists and turns in life put people under pressure and stress, and many of them, I think, are nav- navigable. I think if that's the right word. Um, if well, you've it is got now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, mate, looking forward to tonight. Really appreciate you popping along this morning and giving us a little bit of a, uh, a highlight, a bit of a tidbit of what's going to go on. So uh, appreciate you. and. Look forward to catching uh, up with you tonight in more detail. So thanks, mate. Thanks, Jason. Thanks, everyone. Cheers, Joe. All right, there you have it, folks. Make sure you get to mentoring tonight. I'm really pumped about this stuff. You know, the mechanics of investing, you know, are often easy to understand. If you follow the bouncing ball, one, two, three, four, do this, then that, uh, we can make uh, we can make a fist of it. But uh, like Joe said, if we don't get uh, our language our mind uh, our heart and body and soul all marching to the same tune there could be friction there can be swings uh in the emotional pendulum that we might want to manage and navigate so uh i'm looking forward to that all right team that's it from me today hopefully uh that was a bit of fun a uh, few um yeah <laughs> that's exactly right 
That's exactly right. I love that movie, Braveheart. See, that fired me up, that movie, I tell you. Um, it, uh, it's, a, it's a great one. But um, listen, folks, um, uh, let's do it. Let's get together tonight um, and uh, see if we can dive into uh, this a little bit more. Good on you, Alex. Thanks, Stephen, Luke, uh, and everyone else who's there. Brendan, Tim, Cole, Kevin, Sonia, Jeff. I know there's a few others there, probably David as well. But uh, great to have you on this morning, folks. As we always do, we'll uh, catch up again tomorrow, 10 past 8, and uh, have another Wealth Coffee chat. I've got a few guests uh, in the coming weeks. I thought it would be a great, uh, great idea to start to introduce a few experts in the mornings um, instead of just me rabbiting on uh, and hearing the sound of my own voice. It's great to have a few different people on. So I look forward to that too, team. So um, there you go. All right, Stephen. Back at you. That's it for me, folks. Done and dusted. Remember, two sayings around here. This thing's a marathon, not a sprint. Takes time. And uh, buy well, don't sell. I like this one. Yep. Where where is Stephen's one here? Yep. Hold, hold, hold. (laughs) All right, folks. That's it for me. Cheers now. Adios. Bye-bye. See you tonight.